Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Emily Roberto about her wedding at Italy in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose this location and how she decided to have a Disney wedding and how it all turned out. So welcome, Emily. Hi, how are you? I am great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Of course. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Yeah, totally. So we actually just kind of happened upon it. I mean, granted, I am a Disney princess at heart. I think I was born and just had ears on my head. And so it's always been a dream, but I never really thought it was attainable or possible. And so we scheduled just a regular old wedding. We come from a very large family. So it was just a big old barn wedding. And then this beautiful thing called COVID happened Mm. and it got canceled twice. (gasps) So the the second time we knew it wasn't going to happen We kind of started to scramble because my brother, who is in the Navy, he got his leave. We were supposed to have our our second date was in January, and he had already got his leave approved, and that's something very hard to change. And I was joking around and was like, oh, you know, I've been looking up Disney weddings and, you know, different prices and where we could do it. And at that time, this was December, and so Disney World had been open for a while, and Florida was pretty open. So I joked about it, you know, dreaming on the inside, daydreaming. And my now husband kind of just took it and ran with it. And all of a sudden, I was getting these texts and phone calls from him while I was at work. And he was saying, this is really going to happen. And I think I collapsed in my classroom. I'm a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) But and that's just sort of how we came about it. And it was amazing just how everything completely fell into place. It was so last minute. This was the end of December and our wedding was in February. So they really, I don't know, pulled so many strings for us and it just was amazing and how it fell into place. Wow. That's fantastic. How did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was finally going to be? right at first they were like no way and then everybody was like this is kind of perfect for you guys and they were elated to express how much of a Disney nerd I am there are not enough words so sort of when we were like yeah this is really happening everybody was like that's amazing and they were so excited that's wonderful how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip so due to COVID, our like limit was about 38 people within the plaza due to social distancing and all that fun stuff. Normally that venue can hold a lot more. So we ended up inviting 35 and every single person was able to come. Wow, that's amazing. Did you have a room block for them or how did they get resorts kind of at the last minute? Yes. So because of COVID, we didn't really know about a room block because it was such short 
timing, like how we were planning everything. And it actually wasn't until we had already started booking rooms that we learned about a room block. So we just didn't do a room block, but we worked really closely with our coordinator, Carol. Shout out to Carol. She's absolutely amazing, by the way. And the Caribbean beach where we stayed and we were able to get us all within the same building. And we chose Caribbean beach because my brother (laughs) has six children and those rooms could sort of hold the most and still be reasonably priced. And it has the Skyliner going to the two separate parks, which just, when we have a larger group, it was just so convenient to be at a place where you can get to every park. So it was pretty awesome. That's great. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day? Was it just luck of the draw for that one week that you had to use or? Yeah. So because of our time crunch, my brother was home for about 14 days. So it gave us about 10 to choose from. But we got married on February 2nd, which was a Tuesday and also Groundhog's Day, which we found kind of ironic with the number of times we had to replan our wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So we chose a Tuesday because it kind of bumped the price down and the timing was because in Epcot, the park doesn't open till 11. Mm -hmm. And if we did it on that Tuesday, we got to be in the park before it even opened. So we literally had the whole park to ourselves and it was seriously so amazing and worth having to get up super early to start the day. (laughs) How did you pick Italy as your ceremony venue? We looked at all the different options and I was like, if we're doing Disney, we need to get married in the park. No outside park venues. And Epcot is my favorite of the parks. It always has been. And actually during the time frame that we were doing this, it was the Festival of the Arts, which happens to be my favorite festival. And we came upon Italy because we actually are both from really large Italian families. So the fact that it was available just sort of fell into our hands. And we just took it as this huge sign of here is where we are meant to get married in the middle of Epcot. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how did you choose an officiant? My officiant was actually my brother. I have three older brothers and I kind of wanted them to all be involved in the wedding somehow. And so my oldest brother, he's already ordained and he's done several marriages and he also really gets us as a couple and, you know, all of our qualities within our relationship and our nerdiness. So I just knew he was going to do a great job and he did. (laughs) Now, you guys just did the ceremony with no celebration or reception afterward. So can you talk a little bit about how you were able to work in a first dance? Yes. So we worked really closely with Carol, and she let us know the time frame that we had within the park and the different things that we could do while we were there. And for me, my most important thing is the first dance. And so we talked to her about it and we said, look, whenever the ceremony is done, can we walk down the aisle and, you know, get that classic walking back down the aisle shot, but then come back up and do our first dance together. And she made it work. They provided a violinist for us. We walked down the aisle and for music during the like waiting period for us to come down the aisle. And then also uh, MC who played our song for us. So once we walked down the aisle, we just sort of walked back up and stood on the top of the platform within the Italy Plaza and had our first dance. That's wonderful. 
Did you and your guests go out to eat afterward or did you have a cake in a room in your room or do anything like that? Yes, we actually went out to brunch at Raglan Irish Pub in downtown Disney. We coordinated with them and about as soon as the ceremony was was done, they took us on buses over to downtown Disney and we got a whole section within the pub. I'm gluten-free. And they have an amazing gluten-free menu at the pub. So that's how it kind of came about that we chose there and they could host all of us. And it allowed us to still do a somewhat of a celebration within the Disney, you know, area, but we just couldn't do it in a park. Do you have any menu items you would recommend? Yes. So our main menu items were, of course, the fish and chips. They're absolutely delicious. And then there is this sandwich that's called Worth the Wait, and it is really worth the wait. <laughs> and for on the gluten-free side, for me, the fact that they have gluten-free fish and chips is just hands down amazing. And they also have gluten-free onion rings and bread, and they can make almost anything you want gluten-free. So that's more what I focused on. <laughs> well, that's a good recommendation, though. Yeah, pretty much any food there is really good. Oh, that's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day ran? Yes. So we had to, us ladies, I should say, had to be up at pretty much the butt crack of dawn. Our alarms went off at 2 a.m. to get hair and makeup done at 2.30. We got ready in the uh, boardwalk banquet hall. And we were there until about 5, 5.30 Um, And then we drove back to our hotel and we got ready and the guys were getting ready over in their hotel room. And then Nick and I did our first look at the hotel in this beautiful little grass area. And that was probably at about 730. And then we, we had two shuttles that were for our guests and all the groomsmen. And then us ladies, me and my three bridesmaids that were there and our photographer got to ride in a limo, which was very fun. Mm -hmm. And then we were allowed to be in the park come eight o'clock. So around eight o'clock, we showed up, we had to go through temperature screenings, all those fun kinds of COVID things. And then we were just in the park from eight ish till about a little after 10, 1030. And once in the park, we did some bridal photos before the ceremony. Nick and I did a lot of photos together. On our wedding day, it was actually freezing cold. It was like one of the coldest days Florida had had in a long time. So we actually spent a lot of the time hanging out in an indoor area because it was so cold. Ceremony started at about 9. And then we wrapped that up around 9.30. We did our first dance. Um, we had a Zoom phone set up, so we, like, of course, went over and said hi to them, and that was really fun. And then up until 10, Nick and I just got to walk around to different little countries and take pictures, and my Disney heart exploded at the fact that there was nobody else in Epcot except for us. And then we went and did the brunch at 11. That's great. When you were planning, in the short time that you were planning, um, what were some (laughs) of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So we um, were trying to keep it really budget-friendly just due to how many times we had to reschedule our wedding. So the venue price was pretty important to us. And then 
the way Disney kind of has it set up is they charge you just this base fee. And then within that, you have your ceremony fee. And then this other like gap of the fee where you get to use it sort of for whatever. So our big things were transportation because there were 35 of us that we had to sort of be moving all at the same time. So we were able to get two buses and a limo that took us both from the hotel to Epcot and then from Epcot to the brunch. After the brunch, we just took the, um, you know, Disney transportation. And then we did have floral items that they were going to provide for us, like for petals for the um, aisle and for the flower girls to hold. But because it was actually so cold and so windy, we didn't get to use them. So that was kind of a bummer, but they did have a fun time with the coordinator gave it to like four of the people at the back of our rows and they like threw it as we walked by. So that was pretty fun. But mostly we just focused on venue price and then transportation. Got it. And then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or your effort? We decided not to do the reception within the park just to save our money because it would have been rather expensive for us to have food for everybody who came. So going to the pub was a lot easier and cheaper. And then we knew that we were going to go back into Epcot and drink around the world after drink and eat around the world. So that's sort of what we focused on rather than trying to host a reception either within the park or within like one of their banquet halls that they have. Right. Okay. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh, gosh. I probably have to go with the first dance. It was just this point where, even though obviously there were people around us watching, just Nick and I kind of had a moment where we looked at each other and we were like, we did it, first of all, finally, after multiple replanning and we've been together for so long. So that was really nice. And it was also just this moment of we're standing in the middle of Epcot in the middle of Disney World like dream come true moment for for me and for Nick and it was just sort of like this time to take a deep breath and take it all in and hands down just my favorite moment between us and within the wedding that's wonderful now did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected Mm, just the weather (laughs) it was really really cold and really really windy there was a wind advisory Mm -hmm. and we spent uh, our hair and makeup time my sister-in-law who was my maid of honor she was checking her phone and was like and there's a wind advisory it's supposed to be this cold and carol our coordinator was like you have up until this time to change it to an indoor venue they would have put us in america in the big building that they have there So we still would have been in Epcot just indoors rather than outdoors. And I called Nick so many times that morning and he was like, no, we're sticking with outside. It's going to be worth it. (laughs) And it was, it absolutely was, but it was so cold. Like I can't even explain how cold it was, Hmm. which, you know, you don't really want when you're in the middle of Florida, but we made it work. And even though it was windy, I, Like, and we didn't get to have the flowers on the aisle and my veil kind of was all over the place. It was still okay because, you know, we're in the middle of Disney World. What more can you ask for? (laughs) 
Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about beforehand and then it turned out not to be? For the most part, it would have been all the COVID aspects. You know, some people have said, oh, you'll get to tell your kids and your grandkids you got married during a pandemic. And in my brain, I'm like, you know, I don't really want to have masks on in my pictures and be six feet apart from people. But it really wasn't nearly as bad or worrisome as I thought it would be. Disney did such a great job with it. The whole six feet apart thing really wasn't that big of a deal. They did have like us tell, okay, this is one household with two guests and this household with three guests. And that's sort of how they separated them. So they still got to sit next to each other in that aspect, but the households were six feet apart. Nick and I got to have our masks off the entire ceremony, which was absolutely amazing. Um, when my dad walked me down the aisle, he also got to have his mask off, which was great because, you know, you want that walking down the aisle picture with your dad, of course. And yeah, that was just mostly the biggest thing was I was so worried because Disney is, you know, very strict about COVID rules, which is wonderful in the climate. But as of going in, as this is going to be my wedding. It was a bit nerve wracking and it definitely didn't turn out to be as big of a deal as I thought it would be. That's so great to hear. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Hmm. I don't think so. I think maybe I would have taken a bit more time to do photos within the park. Mm. But again, that was sort of altered both because of how cold it was and because of the COVID rules, Nick and I could have our masks off, but our bridal party could not unless they were really spaced out. So I think I would have maybe taken a bit more time to do that, even though we had to have masks on. And mostly just, you know, I mean, it's such a whirlwind your wedding anyways, I, I feel, or at least I hear from other people. <laughs> so I think I would have just maybe taken a few more moments just to stop and just like literally stare at Epcot and be like, I am in my wedding dress getting married in the middle of Epcot. Like what? <laughs> Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Definitely reach out. If you get Carol, she's aces. Um, <laughs> and just be like upfront and honest about what you want. They work with you so well and they just want you to have the best wedding you possibly want. They also can provide you with every single aspect that you want. Um, so our photographer wasn't part of a, like, she wasn't a Disney photographer. She was an outside vendor and they were okay with that, but they obviously can supply you a photographer. Like they just work with you so well of, Oh, you want to bring in an outside vendor? Awesome. Like put us in contact with her so we can coordinate. Or if you want to use our photographer, like they just do it all for you. Like it was probably, even though it was such a time crunch, the easiest planning that I would have imagined. Like they do such a great job and yeah. Just go for it. Honestly, that's my biggest advice. <laughs> go for it. That's great. Well, Emily, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Disney, especially if they're thinking about having a last minute wedding at Disney. And I appreciate your taking the time. Of course. Thanks for having me on. It was so fun. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. 
inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>